Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Extra Time. I'm James Taylor and this is part 3 of our 4 J2 season previews. In this episode, John Steele and I talk about Shimizu S-Pulse, Fujieda Mai FC, Tokushima Vortis and Ehime FC and then members of Faji International on Twitter preview Fajiano Okayama for us. We hope you enjoy the show. Right then, part three of the season previews. John, how are you? Uh, all good, thanks, uh, James. Yeah, good to be back uh, and talking to you again on some uh, season preview action. Yeah, well, let's get stuck in, shall we? And we're going to start in Shizuoka with uh, Shimizu S Pulse. They had a very disappointing end to last season, and uh, I have a feeling they're going to be quite desperate this year. What uh, what are you thinking about their prospects for for 2024? Yeah, I think we're we're starting with one of the uh, one of the big fish, aren't we? Uh, here, mm. so obviously last season was um, no question a, a disappointment. The, the goal was automatic promotion. Uh, they missed out on that and finished fourth. And then they got within a whisker of winning the playoff final against Tokyo Verdy, but let in that that last gasp uh, penalty, which meant the game ended in a draw. And they they stay stay in J two in quite a shattering circumstances it's the same manager isn't it uh tadahiro akiba who is well known i think to us and to to most pod listeners for his fairly bombastic uh, shtick we put it that way um yeah as you might expect from a season that ended ultimately in failure there's quite a big uh, turnover uh, especially in the out uh, column james where i make it i think 18 players have left Mm. Uh, gone through the gone through the uh, the revolving door at Nihon Daira. So some of those kind of bigger names we can mention briefly: Thiago Santana, uh, the Brazilian forward. He's moved on to Urawa, which I think is a bit of a weird move because I'm not sure he was that impressive um, mm. last season. But he will uh, he will be leading the line at Urawa next season. Benjamin Colley, another striker who I like but didn't really get many chances. Um, he's left. Uh, Brazilian Ronaldo, not that one, has gone. Uh, oh Sehun, a uh, Korean striker, has gone on loan to Machida. I think it's an interesting uh, move because he, he was quite impressive at times when he played. Uh, defender Akira Ibayashi's left to go to Kagoshima, so he'll be uh, elsewhere in J2. Takeru Kishimoto, very impressive attacker uh, from the wide position. He's gone to Gamborosaka. Uh, Katsuhiro Nakayama, favourite uh, sort of right-sided attacker of mine, has gone to Nagoya. And uh, defenders Yoshinori Suzuki, uh, he's left to go to Kyoto. And uh, Yuta Kamiya, one of my favourites sort of gliding uh, midfield ball carriers, he's left to join a K-League team. So definitely loads of players on the way out uh, at Shimizu this season. In terms of players coming in, I don't know if I'm missing something, James. I don't see too many um, sort of eyebrow-raising uh, additions. Kai Matsuzaki, uh, another favourite player of mine, he's arrived uh, from Urawa, that's on a full transfer, but he was on loan at Sendai last year. Shinya Yajima coming in from Yamaguchi is an interesting uh, signer. Obviously, Yamaguchi, we don't associate them particularly with sort of free-flowing attacking, so it'd be interesting to see how he does. And Sodai Hasukawa, uh, defender, is coming in on loan from FC Tokyo. So the, the outs vastly outnumbering the ins, I think it's fair to say, Shimizu. So it'll be interesting to see how, how, they, how they mix the squad up for this year. In terms of players who are staying, um, I think the big ones are probably uh, Takashi Inui. Yeah, you know he he uh, probably had a few offers to move up to J1, but has stayed at Shimizu. Carlinhos, the uh, Brazilian mm. attacker, is also staying. I think that's a big, a big stay, a big keep. I don't know the, the correct uh, correct vernacular. Yes, yeah, good good that he's staying. And a player who I think is going to be important as well uh, from the kind of sort of right right uh, right side. I think right side defender Rayon Yamahara. 
Mm. Um, he is a uh, provider of very good quality assists and, and a good attacking outlet uh, for Shimizu, or was last year. So I think he'll, he'll be coming into his own again uh, this uh, this season. So I'm not really sure what to make of the the, the players that have been uh, added and the, the players that have left. I'm not sure the squad looks stronger than last season. I think it might, might be a case of saying it's slightly weaker, especially right at the top end of the pitch with Thiago Santana. Uh, moving on, so possibly uh, I sense a pl- oh, well. The, the squad definitely should be targeting the playoffs and should be in the top six. Top two might be again a bit of a, a tall order because I, I think the squad is slightly, on paper, looks slightly weaker than than last year. But um, I don't know what what are you thinking, James? Uh, yeah, pretty much agree with everything. Actually, I, I, I wasn't. I'm not um, particularly enthused by any of the signings. But apart from you know, I think Shin, Shinya Yajima is is a, is a good player. But um, it, and I think he'll be a loss for Yamaguchi. But I'm not sure there's anything really to get that excited about. But again, this might be because we don't really know much about players, and there's a, a few, most mostly seem to be people coming back from loans. Um, in terms of the outs, I, I, yeah, I was going to ask you about Thiago Santana if you think that would be a big miss because I, I, you, you, you did just say like, oh, you weren't particularly impressed by him last year. I think he got twelve goals, but uh, to be honest, yeah, I, I don't think he was as good as he should have been. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure that they will miss him that much. Same with Osehun. I don't think he really did very much last year. Um, I do agree that that uh, Inui and Kalinos Jr. are the probably the most important players if for their attack, and it's they, they'll be very pleased that they've kept them because um, Kalinos was their top scorer, and Inui was uh, yeah he was just he was he was um, excellent. All year, and they've got they've kept Gonda as well, the goalie Shuichi Gonda, who um, I know we we perhaps were a bit skeptical of him last year at times, but he's still a, a very high quality goalkeeper, and to have him in J two when he could probably get a J one spot, mm. uh, or even I mean he 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 was he tried to get a move to Europe, didn't he, before last season, and it apparently didn't go through. But so he, you know, that's. These are decent players to, to, to have kept hold of, decent, very good players to have kept hold of. Um, so I, I think what, what what's interesting though is like you said, no, perhaps no big signings coming in and a lot of players leaving. Mostly, well not mostly, a lot of the, the foreign contingent have gone. We didn't mention Pikachu, who I've got to be honest, I think that was a massive missed opportunity for a team that's as good at marketing as Shimizu. To not have capitalised on having that player with that name is uh, a travesty, but uh, nevertheless, uh, he's he's departed, which is unfortunate. Um, Perhaps they uh, they probably couldn't put the words "penetrate" and "Pikachu" on the same piece of merchandise without a, a lawsuit from the the Pokemon company. Perhaps, yeah. It's just, well, it's a shame they couldn't get any kind of agreement with uh, with Pokemon company to do some tie-in stuff. But never mind. Um, I think. The manager is the key man here, more than the players. I think um, we've seen Akiba uh, do excellent work over his three years at Mido. We saw progression there. And we saw last year how he took over a squad that was 
stuttering at the start of the year, wasn't it? They were winless in their first seven or something to begin the season. And whatever he did or didn't do, they really clicked and they played some scintillating football and they were they were really great to watch and sometimes they were impossible to stop. And so I think we know from his time at Mito that he can mould a squad and manage a squad, even if there's a lot of um, a lot of squad turnover in the winter. So I think perhaps the fact that there are lots of outs, outgoing players here, and not so many incoming players, may be to his advantage and Shimizu's advantage next year. But we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see. Let's uh, let's leave Shimizu and move elsewhere in Shizuoka to talk about Fujita My FC, who had a, I think they surprised us last year with the, their mid-table finish. They were also quite entertaining to watch uh, in attack and also in defence, but not necessarily for the right reasons. What uh, what do you make of their off-season? Mm, yeah, very interesting uh, to watch them last year, wasn't it? Very exciting, uh, swashbuckling, uh, handbrake, nowhere to be found. Uh, most of the time with uh, with Daisuke Sudo in charge at Fujiji. He He's back again in the hot seat uh, for this season, so I think we can expect more of the same, you know, tactics-wise and formation-wise. They finished 12th, which is a really, really impressive, um, you know, performance from them. I was actually uh, just messing around on their official website before we started recording, and their their new backstand, uh, you know, be, be down the side of the pitch, mm-hmm. sort of that you can see from the, the TV camera position, is, is finished now and looks fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that sort of, you know, filled and uh, rather than kind of a construction site, you know, be, being the main the main feature of the stadium when you were watching on TV last year. In terms of players, um, yeah, that there are quite a few unknowns here. I think we, when you look at the ins and outs, it's very clear that Fujiji is still on quite a tight budget. Mm. And I think probably will perhaps always be on a tight budget. And it's not a criticism, just just an observation. So in terms of players that they've lost, I think Akuki Yokoyama uh, going to Jeff Chiba, he might prove to be difficult to replace. He he mm. was one of the kind of standout attackers, wasn't he, last year? Ryota Iwabuchi, I know he's getting on, but he's moved to Rikyu. I think they might miss his his presence, um, you know, as an option off the bench. And Tomoki Ueda, uh, goalkeeper, moving to Gifu is a bit of a surprise um, to me, I'm perhaps not surprised that he's leaving, but to drop, step down to J3 is a bit surprising to me. Mm. Um, but he he uh, had uh, quite a lot of potential to, uh, to 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 go a bit higher. In terms of players coming in, um, there are a few interesting ones. Ryota Kajikawa has joined from Tokyo Verdi. Interesting kind of a playmaker. A uh, mm. little bit older now and uh, had a few injuries in the past couple of years. Couldn't really get a look in at Verdi last year because they were doing so well. So interesting to see how, how he does. In terms of goalkeepers, Kei Uchiyama, he's joined on loan from Tosu. Mm. I think this is interesting because I assume that Kai Chidi Kitamura is going to be the starting keeper. Yeah. Um, I think he's still there, from what I, from what I know. So mm. bringing in a, a goalkeeper on loan from J1 to be the number two is surprising. So perhaps, I guess, they'll perhaps go head-to-head and compete for the number one number mm. one shirt this season. That could be interesting to see who, who gets the, the upper hand there, if you'll, uh, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, so Nakagawa, defender from Iwata, has uh, come in permanently. I think was he on loan last season, and that's become yeah. permanent. I don't know because he's already he's already pictured in a, a Fujieda kit. So mm. I think he uh, I think he was playing there uh, perhaps at the end of last season. Uh, Kota Osone has come in from Sendai. I don't know much about him, but he's uh, coming from a a good club. Although they had a rubbish season last year, as we we detail. So it'd be interested to see him uh, integrated. And there are two new Brazilian defenders. 
uh, James. So the, the dice has been well and truly rolled here, aren't they? There's Carlinhos, mm. not that one. Uh, and uh, is it Wendell? I think they're the, mm. the, the, the Brazilian defensive. So we, you just ne- you kind of never know what you're going to get here. Um, yeah. And Fujita's defense is uh, uh, slightly more porous than average in uh, by J2 standards, or perhaps uh, more than slightly uh, last season. So how they will do in terms of integrating a couple of new foreign defenders will be uh, will be something to keep an eye on. I suspect I, I don't want to just copy and paste from our Shimizu conversation. Uh, minutes earlier, but I feel that the squad is uh, Fuji is not really stronger than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, mitigating that, Daisuke Sudo had to make do uh, last season with losing uh, Ryo Watanabe and Tojiro mm-hmm. Kubo mid-season, and I thought that was really going to uh, mess things up for them, and the heat, they, they coped incredibly well with that. So mm-hmm. I suppose Akiyuki Yokoyama leaving is, is a blow, but they've shown that they can absorb that kind of loss and, and still um, still do what they what they do best, and perhaps in again to, to copy and paste from what you said about Tadahiro Akiba, Shimizu, the manager is the key man, and mm-hmm. I think it's the same at Fujiyama with Daisuke Sudo. As long as he's got players who can can follow his instructions and play that he wants to play, I think if they can finish twelfth again, they'll have done extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't anticipate them going too much lower. I, I don't think maybe relegation uh, relegation trouble doesn't seem likely to me. Uh, as we're talking now, you know, pre pre season. So um, yes, I expect possibly a slight regression. Second season can be a lot harder, of course, mm. um, than the first. So yeah, not nothing to get too excited about, um, but nothing to get too worried about uh, either. So I suppose we, we're very similar to the to the Shimizu conclusion. But um, yeah, what, what what say you, James? I think they should and they can take uh, confidence from the fact that they lost their their two most important players in the middle of last season that you just mentioned, um, Watanabe and Kubo. And it didn't really affect them that much. I mean, they went on a, a bit of a winless run, but they still they were still scoring. And I think the fact that that happened mid-season and they coped with it means that this winter they've not had any massive losses. The only big loss really is Yokoyama. And I think they've they've... I mean, you could say they've replaced him because they've signed Kazuyoshi Shimabuku from Niigata on loan. Mm. Um, they've also... Ken Yamura, he was there last year, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. So he's on loan again from Niigata. Um, presumably extended loan. Uh, yeah, Ryota Kajikawa is a good, uh, good player, I think. So I, I, I think that in terms of the attack, it might even be that they've strengthened the attack based on the end of last year. And in terms of, yeah, defence obviously needs bolstering and we've no idea how these new Brazilian guys are going to go. I'm assuming Carlinhos is Carlinhos Jr.'s dad. And <laughs> Carlinhos that's Senior. The official, <laughs> that's the official pod opinion. And <laughs> um, So, yeah, who knows? We don't know how these guys are going to go, but it surely can't be any worse than last year's lot. Because that was, I mean, and discipline is the other thing they really need to work on. They, they had an awful lot of red cards last year. So they've they've really got to sort that out, I think, more more than anything, um, because a lot of their problems were because they basically were a man down so many times. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they will finish higher than they did last year. I think they 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 will probably drop a little bit, but yeah, I, I don't know. I can't see 
where I can't see them having you know an awful year and, and being you know stuck in the relegation zone all, all season but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they are um, on the fringes or um, you know in, involved in that relegation picture for a while at least but we'll have to wait and see uh, but yeah I, I, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how they get on because they were really good to, to watch last year at both ends of the pitch <laughs> uh, yeah all right let's move across to Shikoku We've got a couple of Shikoku teams to talk about now, uh, starting with uh, Tokushima Vortis, who last year were, uh, well, let's not, let's not get into that again. Um, they've had quite a busy off-season, I think. What, uh, what's, what's been going on in, in Tokushima? Mm, yeah, it's interesting. You, you, you sort of closed our Fujieda conversation by saying they were good to watch at both ends of the pitch last year. I don't think we could really say the same about Tokushima necessarily. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a disappointing 2023 for them, uh, wasn't it? So, yeah, they ended up finishing 15th, which, as we discussed in our season review, considering the, the bad start that they had, was was okay, I think. Yeah. Although, obviously, it was massively disappointing compared to pre-season expectations so Tatsuma Yoshida the manager I think he did a pretty good job steadying the ship when he came in mid-season mm. last year so he's got the uh, he's got the hot seat again uh, for 2024 and he has a set about sort of trimming the squad hasn't he yeah. uh, James I think 14 players have left um, at Pokery Sweat Stadium however in terms of the departures name wise nothing too crazy I don't think I think the only names that perhaps regular sort of pod listeners will We'll, we'll know maybe A.G. Shirai, uh, sort of yep. defensive uh, holding midfielder. He's gone to uh, gone up to J1 at Kashiwa. Mm. And Kaito Mori, uh, who scored 13 times uh, last season and some very important goals at the top end of the pitch. His loan from Kashiwa has ended and he's been sold to Yokohama FC. So replacing those goals from Kaito Mori is going to be difficult, I think. Mm. Uh, in terms of the players coming in, um, it's quite an interesting approach here. Quite a good mix. Ryota Nagaki, he was a big hit unknown from Shonan. Uh, last season, that uh, move has been made permanent. I think that's a good a good sign-in. Uh, Kaike, a Brazilian defender who Nagasaki don't seem to want. They, they loaned him to Omiya yeah. uh, last season. Now he's on loan, uh, on loan at Tokushima for this year. So he... Um, is very big, we can mm. say, and uh, I think he he will uh, he will be needed uh, in the the Tokushima backline this year. Kento Hashimoto has joined uh, from uh, Renofi Yamaguchi, though he was on loan at Yokohama FC last year and made no impression whatsoever in <laughs> J1. So he he uh, it's a big season for him, I think personally. He needs to, to 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 get his career on track a little bit more. And the one that we have to talk about, Michael, be leaning forward here, I think uh, James in his seat, Noah Kenshin Brown. Yeah. Um, striker has come in from uh, from Numazu in J3 after finally he sort of threatened to arrive for a couple of seasons, hasn't he? And then he had a good year yesterday, uh, last year, uh, goals-wise, for Numazu. So he's got his chance in J2. Now, I think he was a youth team player at Yokohama Marinos mm. uh, back in the day, and then he hasn't quite made it in J1 or J2 yet. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he can do. As I mentioned, Kaito Mori was kind of the only regular goal scorer for Tokushima last season. He's gone. So big... Uh, Big boots to fill uh, mm. for, for Noah Kenshin-Brown, uh, I would say. Toshio Shimakawa has joined on loan from Tosu. I don't know much about him other than the fact that he's coming from a J1 team. That that should be a good sign. And mm. Ko Yanagisawa, who I suppose is probably going to play in the right-back position, uh, mm. he's joined on uh, on a permanent deal from, from Gamba Osaka. So some interesting uh, signings are coming in. Uh, not too many players ha- uh, of note, uh, for my opinion, have left, although they're, they're, they're important ones. Uh, in terms of Eiji Shirai and Kaito Mori. I suspect they will finish higher than 15th. 
I think they'll do better than last year. I am not convinced that there are enough goals in that team to get them into the playoffs, though. So I, I would expect maybe a top 10 top ten finish looks much more likely than last season uh, if they can avoid that terrible start. But um, I'm not I'm not overly excited about the prospects of a, a playoff uh, place for Tokushima. What, what do you think, James? Mm, yeah, I think mid-table for them. I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last year. I think they might be as boring as they were last year, to be honest. Um, they did not score enough last year. Uh, they relied pretty much... I think they, they were among the lowest scorers, and I think at least half their goals came from Mori and Yoichiro Kakitani, who's staying, uh, which is big for them. Um, but those guys didn't start scoring until like, a third of the season had gone. And that's that's and no one else did anything, and that's why they had such an awful start. So I'm not sure that Noah Kenshin Brown is going to replace Kaito Mori's goals. I think I know he had a, a good year last year for Numazu, and that's what earned him this move. But in the seasons lead up, the, the fact that that was such a surprise because he scored like a, f- a handful of goals over the previous however many seasons suggests that. Uh, he might struggle again at J2, although I hope that his confidence is high and he can take advantage because, you know, it's always nice to see players sort of, you know, earn their way up through the divisions by, you know, by playing well and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, really. I, they've kept uh, Jose Aurelio Suarez in goal, who last year was not up to his previous high standards two years ago he was he was I think the best goalie in the league last year a bit iffy and they've also kept Kazuki Nishia and uh, he's a kind of nippy um, winger who again I don't think did enough last year I think but I think you could say that about pretty much everyone at the club and they've also kept El Sino. I think it's, it's going to be important for them Defensively, they were pretty good last year. It's not that they conceded too many goals; they just didn't score enough. And Kohei Uchida as well is a good, a good, um, good player. So, yeah, I think it's going to be another kind of nothingy season for them. Probably mid-table mediocrity, which perhaps they will take after the awful first half of last year. But to be honest, I think they should be aiming higher. And I don't think this squad is going to be able to achieve that he says uh fully aware that he may be eating these words in about <laughs> 10 months time all right let's talk about the other shikoku team recently arrived from j3 last year's champions ehime fc are back in the second tier after uh, was it a couple of years away mm. and uh, it's nice to see them but uh i gotta be honest i don't really know much about them uh do you have any ideas uh yeah thanks thanks for the the hospital pass uh james <laughs> L- luckily we uh, we tapped our our sign of encyclopedic knowledge of uh, mike innis yes uh, from uh, from the j talk short corner uh segment of the pod to, to help us with this but yeah i think anyway it's interesting because on the one hand it's their familiar face aren't they mm. um from the um shall we say the lower reaches of j2 it's, it's fair to say in in uh, in recent seasons. So it's a weird one because on on the one hand the club is familiar, but um, a lot of the players won't be uh, yeah. this season. So it's a kind of a yeah interesting situation. Of course, we should mention last season they absolutely uh, 
uh, trounced the competition in the end, didn't they, in J3. They ended up uh, being promoted as champions, a full 11 points clear of the, the team that finished second, which is uh, Kagoshima. So they shouldn't be short of confidence heading into J2 in 2024. They've obviously uh, well and truly earned the right to be there. Manager Kiyotaka Ishimaru, I think, is, uh, well, of course, very popular after the season they've just had. So I don't think there's going to be any pressure on him at any real stage. In terms of the players coming in and out, again, as you mentioned, it's tricky. There's a lot of unfamiliar unfamiliar names, uh, unfamiliar faces. Um, I would say, again, similar to the ins and outs at Fujeda, we can see that Ahime is a, a run with quite a tight budget. Mm-hmm. You know, belts are quite tight as you get kind of towards the lower end of J2 and into J3. So in terms of players leaving, um, I note that they have five players who were there on loan, whose loans are finished and have gone back to their parent club. So you can see how... Uh, you know, smaller budget teams tend to fill out their rosters with loan players, um, you know, where, where necessary. Um, one uh, player that caught my eye who has left is Asahi Yada, a kind of playmaker, very, very uh, diminutive midfield playmaker. He's left to go to Kita Kyushu. Uh, so he, he'll be back in J3 uh, next year. On the face of it, I think this is a um, going to be a big miss for Ehime because he was a regular starter until summertime. Mm. Uh, last season but summertime is about the time when I got really busy with with work and real life and I stopped paying as much attention to J3 and and, uh, as Mike pointed out when we when we hit him up for some comments Asahi had lost his place at that time Mm. and was was a sub for kind of the rest of the season so I don't think Asahi is going to be as big a a gap to fill as it may appear Um, I think they'll be fine uh, without him Kei Oshiro uh, centre-back who I remember well from his time at YCC he's also left to go to Tottery but again I don't think these players are irreplaceable so they haven't really lost anybody um, Mm. from their their kind of processional um, title winning team in terms of players coming in there's Ryo Kubata from FC Uh, an interesting one. Taiga Ishura is coming on loan from Tokyo Verdi. Now, you kind of know what you're going to get with Tokyo Verdi like attackers, right? Very, very good close control, very, very good ball skills. So interesting to see how he fits in. Um, Yuta Fujihara, uh, who I don't know much about, is joining on loan from Tosu. And a couple of other loanees, Yusei Ozaki, on loan from Kobe. Akira Hamashita is coming in on loan from Tokushima, which I think is a, a reasonably good uh, addition. And a couple of players coming in from the K-League, um, who I don't know anything about, but they, they'll kind of add some some squad depth as well, you would assume. Um, yeah, it's difficult to know what to expect from these newly promoted teams. My my kind of um, sort of memory of Ehime is that they tend to be around in the sort of bottom quarter mm. of the table, which I think is quite likely again this year. But considering how good they were in J3 last season and how, how kind of, I wouldn't say it was a cruise to promotion, but they, they, they you know, they made it look quite easy at times. I think they will probably be okay, is my my kind of gut feeling. I don't think they're going to pull up any trees. Uh, perhaps won't be the, the most exciting side to watch. But I, I will be surprised if they're in serious relegation uh, danger. I think they will probably be, be okay. Perhaps a bit short of goals, uh, actually, looking at the squad um, on, on paper. So I think that they might be uh, might have to... Game management will be key. That's another point that Mike made in, in his comments that we, we asked him for in advance. But um, yes, I think they will probably... But by hook or by crook, they will probably be just about okay in, in J2 next year. Did, did, did you agree with that, James? That sound about right? Yeah, it's always hard to know with the promoted teams how they'll get on. And quite often we think, oh, no, they're, they're, they're going to be terrible and they'll go straight back down. And then teams surprise us by finishing comfortably mid-table. Or teams we think, uh, oh, they're going to do quite well. I'm sure they'll finish comfortably mid-table, end up struggling and, and either getting relegated or just, just avoiding it. Um, something Mike mentioned in his comments for us is that um, 
they seem to have kept most of their starters or at least their key players from last year. For example, Ben Duncan, um, attacker who Mike says they often used as a, as a sub quite late on, um, like an, an impact sub, who actually had an impact. And they've also kept the Riki Matsuda and Shunsuke Motegi, who combined well. Um, Motegi in midfield and Matsuda up front. And I think they've also kept, uh, Mike mentioned uh, Shunsuke Tanimoto, who uh, came into the side uh, in place of Yada, who you talked about just now, a rookie Tanimoto. Mm. And, um, Mike, Mike uh, said that he was the young player of the year, Mike's choice for young player of the year. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think perhaps the fact that they've managed to keep that, te- keep that team together, or m- most of the team together, will, will ha- stand them in good stead. They've added Bjorn Kabota, you mentioned. I'm really happy to see him back in J2, uh, ex-Kanazawa lad. I think uh, I was disappointed when he was allowed to leave on loan couple of years ago for Gifu. I think he, sh- he should have been given more of a chance at Kanazawa. Um, uh, but I, I enjoyed seeing and hearing about him do so well at Gifu. And I think he's, he's still a really exciting player out on the right wing. So I hope that he does really well at Ehime. And um, I think, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It was always interesting to see how these, how these teams get on when they come up. And um, I think yeah, Mike mentioned their game management. They didn't really, in individual matches, they didn't really blow any teams away. But in terms of the final standings, they were comfortably first. So I think a consistent team who uh, will look to keep that consistency this year, and perhaps they'll they'll want to be kind of uh, stable and steady and finish. I think they'll probably finish in the bottom half. But yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? Really. Uh, right, well, that'll do for, for for now. We're going to take a quick break, and after the break, you're going to hear about Fagiano Okayama. Hello, JTalk Extra Time listeners. We are Fagi International. Thank you for having us here to share our personal thoughts on Fagiano Okayama in the upcoming season. First of all, just a few words about us. We are a small group of Fajiano Okayama fans who met through Fajiano Okayama Analytics course, also known as Fajiaka. This is a very cool initiative by the club. It's an online course where the main goal is to learn how to enjoy watching soccer more by learning about some basics of data analysis. Um, there's an advanced course as well for those who already have some experience in data analysis. The course is offered by Hisanaga Keisen. He's a prof at uh, Okayama Rika Daigaku. Uh, he used to work uh, as a data analyst for uh, Morias Hajime Kantuku of Samurai Blue when Moriya-san was the manager of Sanfrace Hiroshima. Let us know if anyone is interested in learning about this fun course a little bit more. Uh, you don't have to be a Fajiano Okayama fan to participate in this course. Now, before we get started with the five questions that we have received, I should also mention that we are happy to be able to include some responses. 
to some of the questions from Fabrizio Bartoletti, who is a leader of a group of Fagiano Okama fans that is based in Italy. Fabrizio, uh, Fabrizio and his partner Noel came to watch the home game Okayama versus Sendai last September 2023. Uh, so they're known figures by now among some Fagiano fans. All right, now let's get started with the questions. Question number one, which new signings are you most excited about? Well, a lot of new players, they all look pretty good to us, but if we were to narrow it down, we'd say maybe the two new Brazilian players. One is Gleison, um, who played last year in South Korea, I think. And another is Gabriel Xavier. Uh, he played with uh, Nagoya 2017-18 and then also 2019-21. As well as with Consadole Sapporo 22-23. So uh, yeah, he has some um, J1 experience, which would be good for the team here. Uh, Fabrizio, our Italian correspondent, also says that he thinks that Xavier could be a decisive player for, for this season, for Fagiano. Uh, we definitely need more goals this season compared to the last season, and hopefully these two guys would help the team achieve that goal. Uh, on a side note, uh, Gabriel Xavier was with the Brazilian club Chacopense, uh, Chapecoense, sorry, uh, part of 2023, and that's the club where our Thiago Alves of Ajano Gaima is now playing. So hopefully, Thiago shared with Xavier some of his own experience with Ajano Kayama in the last two seasons. Uh, finally, one more player. Um, we're also very excited about Iwabuchi Hiroto Senshu, uh, formerly with Iwaki FC. Well, especially after having heard Leslie Maven's very, very positive comment about him in the review of Iwaki FC's last season on JTalk Extra Time. So we're looking forward to um, seeing him... Uh, on the pitch in Okayama. Now on to question number two. <clears throat> Which players are you most disappointed to have lost? This was a tough question and instead of trying to reach a consensus among ourselves, I declared to the other members uh, of Fuji International that I would just go with my very personal choice. And that is Hamada Mizuki Senshu, who left for Omiya Aljija, uh, together with Shimoguchi Wakaba Senshu, who also went to Omiya. Uh, here's the reason why I picked Hamada Mizuki Senshu here for this question. Uh, there was a fairly long interview with Hamada Mizuki on the Fagiano YouTube channel after the last season. Um, I think this is when uh, we already knew that he was moving to Omiya. 
and uh, I was very impressed about him not just as a soccer player but more broadly as a human being he has been with Fagiano for six years which I believe is on the longer side for uh, the G2 standard in the 2022 season um, based on the initiative by Hamada Senshu the club organized a special pre-match event uh, called uh, Fagiano Fun Day for children with international background uh, to promote a society where people from different backgrounds can live together by respecting each other. Hamada Senshu himself has lived in the U.S. as a foreigner, as a kid. I learned and he said in the interview that he had a bit of a hard time at the beginning in terms of integration but playing soccer helped remove the language and other barriers for him yeah. so he does think about children in Okayama who don't speak or who don't yet speak Japanese uh, so to me he is somewhat special and my secret hope at this point is that Tamada Senshi would return to the club in some or other capacity in the future. I think he's someone who could make important contributions to the club eventually. All right, now on to question number three. How do you feel about your manager? Well, we think that keeping the manager Akiyama Takashi Kantaku for the upcoming season was the right decision by the club. As uh, John mentioned in the review of Ajano Kayama, 2022 was a very, very good season as they went to the playoff, uh, which I think was the first time since 2016. Uh, and uh, compared to that, the last season, 2023, was a bit of a disappointment where they ended up in the 10th uh, position. Uh, so the fans have, I believe, high expectations from Kiyama Takashi Kantaku for this season. We are hopeful that uh, he will use the experience from the last two years and we could see the Sandome no Shojiki this coming season. Um, I didn't know how to explain Sandomeno Shojiki in English, but it looks like something like third times a third time is a charm. Is that right? Third times a charm may come pretty close. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, now the Italian support club leader Fabrizio says that he hopes that Kiyama Kantoku would be able to withstand the pressure of high expectations for this third year for him. All right, uh, question number four, who will be your key player this season? We would say Gleason. Uh, in the last season we had too many draws and the team definitely needs more goals. The hope is that Gleason would help us on that. Uh, Fabrizio's response to this question was a little bit different. He says, 
no one is going to be the key player. The key would rest on the whole team. Yes, yes. Let's look forward to excellent teamwork. Okay, finally, question number five. Uh, where do you hope you will finish in the table? And where do you think you will finish? My own personal thought is this. I hope that they would finish second. And I think they would finish the fifth. Uh, still leaving the playoff possibilities. Yeah. Uh, Fabrizio also thinks that on paper it looks like Fagiano Okayama could end up in the top five. Another member of Faji International has different thoughts. She hopes they would finish first and she thinks they would finish first. Well, we're gonna just leave at that. Um, and if uh, remember, if I remember correctly, um, I think John mentioned in the review of General Kaima's last season that he watched um, the documentary on Fajano Kaima dozen uh, the previous season, I think. Yeah, as it was shown in the documentary, we don't really have super powerful financial backup from any giant companies, uh, so things work quite differently from teams like Machida Zolbia. Um, but we do have trusted brains in the club management team, great fans, and our hope is quite high this season for going up to J1 finally. Well, that's it. Uh, yeah, I think we covered all the questions. Uh, so that's about it. Uh, thank you for having us here today. Uh, bon saison de foot à tous. Uh, have a good season, everyone. Bye bye. J2 Extra Time. That's it for part three of the J2 season previews. Thank you again to Faji International for the contribution and to Mike for his help on the Ehime section. Thanks to Patreon subscribers for their support and thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye.